Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached Word of God in agreement to the Scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. After seeing the headlines of this week, I'm glad to say that the best is yet to come. That there's going to be a day where I'll have no more fear, no more pain, and no more tears. I'm thankful to say that God has saved me by His grace. It's not because I was perfect, but it's because He loved me. And God is merciful. I want to speak to you today just for a moment. On this thought. That there is still power in the name. There's still power in the name. The Bible says in the book of John. One and one. That in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. In the beginning was the Word. When I think of the beginning, I think of creation. And how God Himself spoke a Word into the void and darkness. And said, let there be light. There's power in your words. I believe there was so much power in that very first word spoken in the beginning of creation and time. That before he even got the word light out of his mouth. The very thought of God was strong enough. That in the distance you could see a glimmer start to emerge. There's power in the word of God. The reason I say that is because in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Because it proves the existence of the name of Jesus. To get to the beginning of my thought, I want to take you to the story of Moses. When he was tending sheep for his father-in-law on the backside of nowhere. He saw in the middle of the desert a burning bush. And the Bible says that he turned aside to see. We have to turn aside to see today. There is no point 
in any of this that you see before you today if Jesus is not at the center of everything. People say that the most important thing you can have as a Christian is a prayer life or be able to fast or minister to people or reach souls. But let me tell you something, and I don't want to cast out on you, so I'm going to say this for me today. That if I do not have Jesus at the center of it all, it's not going to matter. Because I cannot accomplish anything. I have to have Jesus at the center. But Moses turned aside to see this amazing sight. And I spoke on this once before in in studying for that previous thought. The burning bush wasn't a miracle per se. There are places in the desert where the heat can get so hot that it'll just burst these dead bushes into flames. But the miracle was that the bush itself was not consumed. It amazed him that this this bush wasn't just withering down, so he turned aside to see this amazing sight. And when he did, the Bible says that an angel of the Lord spoke to him calling his name, and it says that he told him to take off his shoes because he was standing on holy ground. This ground, for the moment, had been set apart for a mission. It was holy. And he told him to take off his shoes. And when God spoke to him, he said, Moses, I have heard the oppression of my people. In Egypt. And he said, I need you to do a mission for me. I need you to do a work for me. He sent him forth to free the children of Israel. And all Moses could say is, I'm not worthy to even speak to Pharaoh because I have a speech impediment, if you will. And he said, All you need is in your hand because he had his rod. And if you go on down, the Bible says that God told Moses that he was going to smite Egypt with all of his wonders. And therefore you have the ten plagues. But I want to focus on something today. The name that he gave Moses. The very word that was in the beginning. The very word told Moses. He said, tell them that you were sent By the I am that I am. Now in one sense, we we know what's behind that title. The I am that I am. But on that day, I'm pretty sure that that was as vague as he could get. Because they weren't used to some title. When Pharaoh asked, whose authority do you come to me on? I am that I am sent me. He didn't say a name. But the power that lied within the title, I am that I am, is the fact that as we journey through the scripture, the children of Israel learned that just by saying I am that I am, that title encompassed everything that God was. That same word that was in the beginning that spoke light into darkness and spoke the world into existence was entitled, I am that I am.
by saying that. They were calling him Abba, which means Father. They were calling him Advocate, the Almighty, the Alpha and the Omega. They called him Comforter, Commander, the Cornerstone, the Foundation, God Almighty, Emmanuel. They called him the King of Kings, Master and Mediator. They called him the Potter, and he was the truth, the way, and the life. They summed it all up by saying, I am that I am. The power that we have today is greater than this thing, though. Because the scripture that I read says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was the life. And the life was the light of men. And the Bible says, And the light shineth into darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. But the Bible says there was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the, that was the true light. And the Bible says, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. The Bible said that he came unto his own, and they and his own received him not. But as many received him, to him, to them he gave power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were of which sorry, which were born of flesh, not of blood. And not by the will of men, but it said by the will of God. And the next scripture is the most important. Perhaps even in our doctrine, in our belief system. It says, and the word, the same word that was in the beginning, the word was made flesh. And the word dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father. That word was Jesus. It didn't say that in the, in the beginning the Word had a son. It didn't say they were split in, into three. It wasn't multiple beings. It was solitary. The Word of God was in the beginning. And the Word robed Himself in flesh. And it dwelt among us. Therefore, we were for once given a name. Just besides, I am that I am. We didn't have to just settle for the Almighty God. We didn't have to settle for Emmanuel. We didn't have to settle for King of Kings and Prince of Peace. We have the name of Jesus now. It's not enough just to have the name of Jesus, though. Because we see through His ministry. All of the lives that He touched, the sickness that He healed... All of, the all of the deliverance that was granted. 
is what gave power to his name. God could have reached man any way he he had chosen. But he chose to do it just like this. There's power in the name of Jesus. And we as the church cannot forget that. We cannot lose hold of the fact that there is power in the name of Jesus. One thing that I love about going to help the ministry teams at the prison, Brother Jerry, is that any time, and all these men know this, any time you mention the name of Jesus, you get a response. And I'm not talking about some calm, collective response. Those men just about come unglued when you mention the name of Jesus. And it convicts me. Because I'm doing good if I nod my head. It's, I'm so used to it that it doesn't really faze me when somebody mentions the name of Jesus. Because I've gotten a little farther down the road. And I've gotten farther from the knowledge of the saving power of Jesus. The point to where I woke up and said, I better fall in love with this thing, Brother Allen. I don't want to fall so far that I forget the power of the name of Jesus. When we say the name of Jesus by faith in need of healing, we are to expect that something is about to happen. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. Whenever we call on that name, we are to expect that something is about to happen. Because everything that Jesus was on this earth is wrapped up in that name. Just as I said earlier, when they said, I am that I am. They were truly calling on the cornerstone, the mediator, anything that they needed at that time. Now when we say the name of Jesus... You are automatically calling on the healer or the deliverer. You're calling on the point of your need just by saying the name of Jesus. There's power in that name. We have a promise in that name. He said that when two or three are gathered together, touching any one thing in my name, he said, there am I in the midst. He said, when my people that are called by my name humble themselves and pray. There is power in the name of Jesus, and we cannot afford to forget it. Without the name of Jesus, I have nothing, absolutely nothing to carry to this world. There is no gospel without the name of Jesus. I'm just a human being left in a suit, Brother Allen. I would be empty without the name of Jesus. So ill-equipped that I could not afford to open my mouth. Without the name of Jesus standing behind me. It is my testimony and it is my life source on this day. There's a song, an old song. Many of you may know it. It's it's called, I Choose to Be a Christian. And the second verse of that song 
says, if this was all just a fairy tale, if there was no heaven and there was no hell, I'd still be happy just living like I do. And I'm extremely happy just living like I do. There's some people that don't believe anything into this. But I can tell you one difference. I didn't wake up with a hangover this morning. I don't have a splitting headache that's going to have to wait till Monday to get over it. I'm extremely happy just living like I do. But there's power in one other thing that separates me from a clean moral being. There are plenty of good people in this world that will never touch alcohol. They'll never do anything. But there's one thing that can separate you and I from everybody else. And it's that there's power in the name of Jesus. It is honorable power. Because every time I lay hands on the sick and say the name of Jesus, I've got 2,000 years of testimony behind me. Everything that has been done, the Bible says that the world could not contain the books to record the miracles that have been found in the name of Jesus. There is still power in that name. I'm thankful today to know the name of Jesus. To know that in the middle of my trial, in the middle of my circumstance, all I have to do is just whisper the name of Jesus. And somehow there is an assurance. The problem may not be solved, but there is assurance that everything is going to be okay. Because it's just not me and on my own. But I have a higher power. Something behind me. Saying that it's alright. Whenever. Whenever we read John 1 and 1. That in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We cannot discount the power of the word. Men have debated for generations the validity of the Bible because it was written by men. But we cannot forget that he said it was by the foolishness of preaching. It was by the inspiration of God. Because we have the word behind us. To the world it may not be something tangible. But I will tell anybody listening today. The only reason it is not tangible is because you have not been filled with the spirit. When the Holy Ghost comes in it becomes tangible. It becomes real life. There is something about the name of Jesus That when you take on that name, you become an ambassador of Christ. There is still power in the name. And as the church, we have to carry this power to the world. We could have walked out this morning after hearing Brother Jerry's message. It was so good. About being on the mountaintop. We are here today. But tomorrow, we take this message into the valley. I can't do this without God. I don't want to do this without God. 
Because it's not about me. It's not about my vain ambition. It's not about becoming somebody. And it's not about wearing a suit and tie and holding a microphone. But this is about a mandate that all of us have been given. He said, go into the world and preach the gospel. He said, baptize them in my name. And as the church, not across the world, I want to talk about Hatchbend Apostolic Church. There is such a call here. And we have been told by countless men, not only our pastor, which is the greatest pastor in the world, but by men coming through that we are destined for something great. That we are destined for something great. God called a man and his family to the middle of nowhere to start a church. People drive up here that had never been here before, and the first thing you'll hear them comment on time and time again is you are in the middle of nowhere. The second thing is usually how beautiful the sanctuary is. And we are blessed. But none of this would have been possible today without the name of Jesus. The power of Jesus. That's why our motto is going to be a living church for a dying world. We cannot lose the passion and the zeal of the name of Jesus. We've got to carry this with us wherever we go. Because there is the only one way to change a living soul. And that is with the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost. And that comes through the name of Jesus. And I say in closing, we can't lose. Number one, we can't lose the power. But we cannot afford to lose the position of God in our life. It's important. If you want to be a Christian who ministers to people, it's important to know where you stand with God at all times. It's about relationship. But even in relationship, we can grow weary. Even in relationship, we can somehow lose touch from time to time. A couple of years ago, I was able to go deep sea fishing. And while fishing for grouper, they say the most important thing to do is snatch it up. Because if you give it a chance to get underneath the rock, you'll never pull him out. I want to go underneath the rock. I don't want to be caught swimming around it. I don't want to be caught drifting away from it. Because if you're under the rock, you can never be pulled up. There's power in the name of Jesus. Can we stand today? We have to remember that for any need that we have, he gave us the answer. He was wounded for our transgressions. And he was bruised for our iniquities. The Bible says that he bore 39 stripes for our healing. That wouldn't have been enough because 
They crucified him. He died. And they buried him. Resurrection wouldn't even have been enough. But the Bible says that he sent back the comforter. We have the comforter today. For any need in this room, there's an answer found in the name of Jesus. He still delivers and heals. Every time you say the name of Jesus, there's a testimony of Bartimaeus opening up his eyes. Every time you say the name of Jesus, there are testimonies found in the scripture that back that name because there is power In the name of Jesus. It's greater than a title. It's his name. Let's make an altar where we stand today. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.